Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com and your host for Let's Ride this Monday, Wednesday, Friday podcast. It is Friday. I hope that you are excited for the weekend in the United States. It is Memorial Day weekend, and it's it's a time of reflection. It's a time to get a three-day weekend. Just so you know, I'm going to be back on Monday. Uh, if you don't check me out on Monday because maybe you're not working, maybe your routine's a little bit different, you can still catch me anywhere you get your podcasts or Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain. Subscribe, follow, do whatever you have to do so that you do not miss a thing. And in case you didn't know this, maybe you just listened to our podcast, maybe you found us um, just by doing a, a search on Apple Podcasts or something like that. We are a part of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and BehindTheSteelCurtain.com is, in my opinion, one of the best Steelers websites if you like content, if you like the latest breaking news, and every single type of content you could possibly want. What I mean by that is we have everything from film rooms. I mentioned the breaking news, opinions, commentary, features. We have everything that you could possibly want if you're a rabid Steelers fan. And there are some out there, by the way, that are not. They are not those black and gold, bleed black and gold, rabid, fanatic Steelers fans. And that's fine. They're the people that they checked out who the Steelers got in the draft. They're not paying attention to OTAs. They're not going to pay attention to mandatory minicamp. When training camp rolls around, they'll probably check in here or there. But when the season starts, it's when they become invested. And that's okay. If you're someone that is like the rabid fan, 
that wants to know about every single transaction, wants to know about salary cap updates, wants to know about the latest breaking news, and you want the breakdowns of the 90-man offseason roster, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com is your one-stop shop. If that, if, if I just described you, then BehindTheSteelCurtain.com should be your one-stop shop. And speaking of Behind the Steel Curtain, which is a part of SB Nation, we as a site have partnered with Breaking Tea, and we are in the final day of our giveaway, our contest clues giveaway. And every single day in the morning podcast series, we'll put it that way, whether it's my Let's Ride on Monday and Wednesday so far this week, the live mic with Michael Beck, our deputy editor on Tuesday, or the Stat Geek with Dave Schofield, the other co-editor uh, on Thursday. They've all we've all given you your clue. It's a Pittsburgh Steelers player, and you're gonna have to go back and listen if you miss some. And it happens at different parts of every single show. I would love to tell you, oh, it always happens at the beginning. No, well, that would be too easy. That would make things too simple. We want you to listen to our podcast. We want you to kind of get comfortable with it. So we threw them in wherever. And there's one clue left. I have to give you one more clue. But I want to reiterate something Dave Schofield said on Thursday for his Stat Geek. And it's a little tip because I've already had several people email me and say, Jeff, I think I got it. I think I got it. And no one's come close. (laughs) But you want to put them in order. Okay, think about it that way. The clues that we've given you should be in an order. It should be in the order that we're giving them to you. So go back and hopefully you're writing them down or putting them in your phone. They should be in order. That's key. So a little tip, just a little tip. And remember, the first person that gets this correct is going to win the free swag, whether it's a T-shirt or a hoodie from Breaking Tea. They can choose whichever one they want from their store, and we will make sure you get it. I'm excited for this, and we'll be delivering that a little bit later in the show. Before we get to the actual crux of this show, I do want to take a moment and wish a, wish a very special someone in my life a happy birthday. That would be my second oldest daughter, our third child. She turned eight years old Thursday. She turned eight years old. I cannot believe it. Uh, I have a father of five. We have one son. He's our oldest, 12 years old. And then we have four daughters after him, the oldest being 10, the youngest being close to three. She's going to turn three in June. But our middle child, she's our genuine middle child, uh, Elizabeth May. God bless her. She's a, she is such a great little person. That's the best way for me to describe her. I love her more than life itself. I want to wish her a happy birthday. She's eight years old. My gosh, it feels like just yesterday we were in the hospital and my wife was delivering her. It was, if those are parents out there, it goes by fast. It goes by very, very fast. And I, my only recommendation is to just enjoy every single second of it. Don't let the bad things, the the negatives outweigh the positives any single day. All right, enough of that. Enough of that talk. Let's talk about some Steelers. I, I really didn't know what I was going to talk about today. I was really banking on organized team activities, which by the way, the Steelers have uh, on Thursday, they wrapped up their first week. There's three weeks of this third phase of OTAs. And that essentially means that now in the third phase, they can do some some football-like stuff. Uh, in the earlier phases, like phase one of OTAs, they're just, they're just working out. They're getting in shape. In phase two, they can start doing some individual drills. So 
To give you an example, Ike Hilliard, the wide receivers coach, could have players working on their routes. He could have them working on terminology. They could be on the field. They could be doing all that stuff. In term three is when you can start doing seven-on-seven, nine-on-nine, or even 11-on-11. There's no physical contact. There's no shoulder pads. It's helmets, jerseys, shorts, and there's obviously no tackling or anything like that. But they're kind of like glorified walkthroughs, but that doesn't mean they're not valuable. I spoke about that on my Wednesday podcast where people that say football and shorts means nothing, and they're, they're liars. They are absolutely liars. And so I was thinking about OTAs, and I was like, well, I want to see if news comes out in OTAs. And really nothing glaring came to light. And that's a good thing, by the way. That is a good thing. When you have news, big breaking news in OTAs or mandatory minicamp, that's typically that you ha- that your team, your favorite team, suffered a key injury, and they're going to be out. The Steelers have not had that as of yet. Knock on wood, week one is done. And so I I was looking at some of the quotes from these players that did interviews, you know, Zach Banner, uh, Tyson Alulu, Kevin Dotson, uh, Alex Highsmith. They've all were in front of the camera, still the Zoom, but still they were all giving uh, answers to questions from the media. And uh, there was one constant. I, I felt like as I kept reading more of these quotes, there was one constant factor amongst all of these quotes that I was like, this is it. This is what I want to talk about. And it's not tangible. It's it's something that a lot of people might overlook and it's leadership. It is leadership. And so the the headline and the, the title of this podcast is assessing the Steelers leadership in 2021. Taking a look at the Steelers leadership entering this season. This is where a lot of times fans kind of differ. There's people that say leadership. Does it even matter? Does it even matter? I mean, we're talking about professional athletes. This isn't college. This isn't high school. This isn't something where you should need the, need the cheerleading section given doing the rah-rah, here we go, all that stuff. That, that some people say that you shouldn't need that motivation. You shouldn't need, quote-unquote, leadership to be as important in the professional game because you're getting paid financially to play this game. I used to think that way, believe it or not. I used to think that people that said, well, this team has great leadership was so overblown and so overrated until Troy Palomalu retired. When Troy Palomalu retired, he gave several really, really honest answers to questions. And one of the things that he spoke openly about was how the the locker room that he had become so comfortable in back when he was drafted in 2003, had changed so much. He talked about the leadership, that the leaders that were there when he first came into the league, when the Steelers traded with the Kansas City Chiefs to go get him in that 2003 draft. He talked about Heinz Ward, Jerome Bettis, Joey Porter, Aaron Smith, James Ferrier, Casey Hampton, and he would go on. You're, you're talking about a list of players that were – Leaders amongst leaders, and they weren't all vocal. Sure, Heinz Ward, he he was go out. He <laughs> he didn't need to do much. He caught touchdowns and decleated linebackers. That's what he did. Jerome Bettis, he was always in front of the cameras. He was always the one that was getting players ready to go and making sure that they were all focused. Joey Porter, well, we know he was both vocal on and off the field. Aaron Smith was not vocal to the media. He did not put himself in front of the cameras. He was a, I'm going to lead by example, and no one did it better. James Ferrier, Potsy, great leader, and Casey Hampton, very much like Aaron Smith. They were just someone that went out and did their job and did it to the best of their ability. 
So does it matter? I actually think it does now. I've changed my tune a little bit on this. I think that leadership does matter. And it, another facet of this in my overall, if you, if you think about the journey that I've taken mentally with this topic, a lot of it's because of the lack of leadership the Steelers have had that you realize how important it actually is. Probably, I looked at that list that I just named of, of players that Troy Palomalu said were such great leaders when he came into the Steelers organization. When they left, the Steelers were left with nothing really. And it was then that you realize, oh my gosh, this team needs leadership. So entering 2021, the Steelers lost a lot of leaders last year in 2020 for a variety of reasons. And remember, remember, I talked about Aaron Smith. Aaron Smith was not thought, not the person in the middle of the defensive circle saying, who ride, we ride, who ride, we ride, let's ride on three, one, two, three, let's ride. Like that wasn't him, which is obviously why I call my show Let's Ride for that particular chant. That was Joey Porter, you know, and then it was James Harrison, and now it's TJ Watt. Aaron Smith was not that guy, but that does not mean he was not a leader. Very important that you understand that. So when the Steelers lose Bud Dupree, to free agency. Yeah, he was not a vocal guy, but he was a, I'm going to go out, I'm going to work hard, I'm going to produce, I'm going to get I'm going to get better, I'm going to continue to be a good teammate. That's how he led. Mike Hilton, he led in his own way as well. He was a, a player that was making big plays, and he was always there for his teammates, and he was someone that was very unselfish when it came to his role on the team and his financial stature. We'll put it that he always wanted that big salary, that big contract from the Steelers. He never got it. And when the Steelers just slapped tenders on him as a restricted rights free agent, he didn't complain. He showed up to everything. That's leadership. That's saying, I am the guy to follow. Follow me. And they're losing these players. They also lose Alejandro Villanueva. You're telling me that if you're telling me that you don't think that Big Al who served two tours in Afghanistan, served our country, that people didn't look up to him as a leader. This guy has won war medals. They, they didn't look up to him? Yeah, they did. Absolutely they did. And then you look at Marquise Pouncey. And so far this season, 2021, he's been the one that has been talked about the most. By far. Yeah, so far with the Zach Banner being interviewed and Kevin Dotson being interviewed, everyone's talking about the, the void left by Marquise Pouncey not being a part of the organization anymore. Who's going to fill that role? That's a good question. Before we talk about who's going to fill the role, let's talk about the remaining leaders on the team. Everyone points to Ben Roethlisberger, rightfully so. I was talking with someone that I work with the other day. He is a Philadelphia Eagles fan, and he was talking about Carson Wentz. And he was mentioning how he thought that Carson Wentz was just a horrible leader. And I said, I, I can definitely sympathize because I don't think that Ben Roethlisberger is your typical leader in regards to the quarterback position. And then I went on to tell him that I think Carson Wentz and Ben Roethlisberger, when you look at it from a, a different lens, you see that it's more about the position that they play. Everyone expects the quarterback of the football team to be the ultimate leader. Everyone expects the quarterback to be that guy. Everyone expects the quarterback to be the one in the middle of the huddle. But not everyone is born to be that person in life, period. It's just the way that it is. There are people that lead, and there's people that lead because they want to be the leader. 
And then there's people that lead, and they lead so well that everyone follows. Now, if you can have your quarterback be the latter of those two, the person that's a leader, and everyone's like, I'm falling in line with that guy because he is what I, who I want to follow. He's who I want to emulate. That's the true leader. And Ben Roethlisberger, Carson Wentz is probably in a similar uh, ilk in terms of this type of player. Ben's just never been that type of leader. He's tried, and the media has really wanted him to cling to that, but I just don't think he's that guy. He's just not that guy. I, you look at the the list of players that Troy would mention, you know, Heinz Ward, Jerome Bettis, Joey Porter. These are players, James Ferrier. Other players would have ran through walls for those guys. I'm not sure if that's happening with Ben. Maybe it is now. Maybe it is at this stretch of his career. I don't know. But Ben is still, a, he is considered a leader on the team. We're just going to leave it at that. Cam Hayward is the defensive leader. I don't think there's any question that Cam is that type of guy. He's the type of guy that's always in front of the media. He's giving honest answers. He's telling it like it is. He never shies away from the cameras. Back when when media were in the locker room, sometimes if a player had a bad game or if the Steelers didn't play well, certain players wouldn't make themselves available to the media. In other words, they would take a longer shower or they would go into another room so they, they didn't have to answer questions. That was never Cam Hayward. Cam Hayward I don't care if it was a playoff debacle like in 2017 with against the Jacksonville Jaguars in the divisional round or 2020 at the wild card game in Pittsburgh against Cleveland. He would always face the music. That's a true leader, and they follow that. And then T.J. Watt, he's another one that to me kind of is similar to Ben Roethlisberger. You want T.J. Watt to be the ultimate leader. His brother J.J. Watt is the ultimate leader. And he is the best defensive player the Steelers have. But that doesn't mean that that's necessarily the role that he is destined to have. It also doesn't necessarily mean that he that is the role that he is wanting to have. Now, I think T.J. Watt is a definite Aaron Smith type. Yes, he's the guy who ride, we ride. That's him now. But he's the guy that's like, you know what? I'm just, I don't want to talk about it. I want to go out and do it. I want to go out there and I want to shut these people up myself. I don't need to talk about it. I don't need to. I think that TJ Watt, because he's so intense himself, I think that he's so intense that he looks at this and says, I don't even, if, if I need to talk to you about this, you're on the wrong team. Go out and do your job. Go out and make a play. And I think that's the way that he leads, and that's fine. You need players like that. You need players like that. So who's going to step up? Who is going to step up into the role that's left by Marquise Pouncey? Or who is going to step up and just be a leader in general? It's, there's no rule that states you can only have X number of leaders. When it comes to captains, that's a different story. When it comes to captains, you're looking at, okay, you want an offensive captain, defensive captain. You might have one or two from each. You have a special teams captain. We're not talking about captains here, people. Get that through your head. We are talking about leaders. So who will step up for the Steelers in terms of leaders in 2021? We're going to get to that right after this break. Stay tuned. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. 
We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second segment of Let's Ride. I'm your host, Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and it is Friday, baby. That's right. It is Friday. I'm excited. I'm actually traveling back to my hometown of Wheeling, West Virginia this weekend. I have not been back for an extremely long time. We've just had so much stuff going on as a family, and we're getting back there. I'm excited. I'm going to get some golf in. I'll update you on my golf game on Monday, but still, um, I'm just excited. I hope you have a great weekend planned as well, wherever you are. Let's talk about the leadership, though. Let's get back into the leadership talk with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Who's going to step up was a question that was posed before the break. Who's going to step up? And again, there's no number. So we know that Ben, we know Cam, and we know TJ. Those players will be considered the leaders this season. But I think that you look at there's there's an opening there's an opening for some new faces to take a new role. We've all been in, I don't care if it's athletics, if it's your job, we've all had those moments where all of a sudden something happens and you are able to take a new role. You're able to take on something that's different and you you have to either jump and take it or it's going to pass you by. And so I think about someone like Zach Banner. I think Zach Banner could be a good leader for the Steelers. He signed that two-year deal, so he's going to be there for at least two more seasons. If he plays well, it might be longer. He's still young. Um, Zach Banner is is definitely someone that has been with the Steelers enough that I think he understands the culture. I think you look at someone um, along the lines of I, – I, I question saying this, but I, I shouldn't – Kevin Dotson. I was super impressed with Kevin Dotson's interview the other day. He's always been very candid. He might be a player. He just has to have, to, have, to have it at the point where – Dotson has to play at a high enough level that people are saying, ah, this guy's for real. I think a lot of fans already think that, but that's just the way you think. Maybe it's someone like Devin Bush. We know Devin Bush is going to be around for a long time. He, the Steelers traded up 10 spots to get him for a reason. And so I could see maybe Devin Bush on the defensive side taking a leadership role. Again, it doesn't have to be the rah-rah guy. I'd love to see David DeCastro fill in for Pouncey, even if it's just for one year. I would love for DeCastro to say, you know what? I might be the last one. I might be the last one that's that's still on this team compared to when it was Ramon Foster and Marcus Gilbert and Marquise Pouncey and the, the those players and Villanueva was still there. He's the last one left. Maybe it's maybe it's DeCastro that steps up and says, you know what? If this is my last run at it in this town. We're doing it right, and we're doing it my way. I would love to see that happen. I'd also love to see Juju Smith-Schuster maybe take a little bit of a step forward in terms of his maturation process as a leader. He's He has changed a lot since his rookie year, but he's still really young. People forget, even, even though he's in his fifth year in the league, he is still one of the younger players on the Steelers roster. And he's I think he's younger than even players like Deontay Johnson. I'll have to double check on that, but I'm pretty sure. 
So when you look at Juju, I'd love to see him be a little bit more serious. I know he's fun-loving, and I know that. And I'm not talking about TikTok dances. I could care less. But I'm looking at Juju as a guy that's like, let's get your minds right before the game. Instead of doing the dances, instead of doing all that stuff on social media, you know, worrying about that during the game, get people focused on the game. That's what I'd love to see, and that could happen. Chase Claypool, maybe he's the guy. Alex Highsmith was super impressed with his interview that he gave. He understands that he's filling some big shoes with Bud Dupree. Can he go out there and play at a level similar to Kevin Dotson? Can he go out there and play at a level that people are going to say, I want to follow him? That guy, is a, he's a player. I trust what he's doing. I trust what he's saying. Let's go make it happen. There is nothing to say that a player that's entering his second year can't be a leader on a football team, absolutely can be a leader on the football team. All right, so let's look at the Steelers' leadership in general. Is it any good? Is it any good? Because, you know, I did say that the Steelers' leadership was so strong when Troy Polamalu talked about that those early 2000 teams that it was so strong. I didn't think leadership was that big of a deal until the leadership went south. So is it any good? And when did it go bad? That's a question we should answer before we get to is their current leadership any good? When did it go bad? In my opinion, it was the Antonio Brown era. I said era, not just Antonio Brown. When Antonio Brown morphed from Antonio Brown to AB, and we all saw this happen, that's when everything started to turn. Everything started to turn. Sure, they were winning. Sure, they were having fun. Sure, they were putting up crazy numbers. But they weren't winning championships. Everyone was kind of concerned about themselves. I've got to get mine. Stuff like that. That's where it started to go south. It really, really did. And you know what's funny is that Troy Polamalu actually blamed him. I don't know if y'all heard this little sidebar. Troy Polamalu actually blamed himself for AB. He said that when he was Antonio Brown was early in his career and Troy Polamalu was at the end of his career, he said, I should have taken him in under my wing more as a player, and I didn't. And he, t- he felt bad about it. When he retired, when he was announced that he was going to be in the, the inducted into the Hall of Fame as a first ballot Hall of Famer, he was asked about Antonio Brown. He said he puts a lot of that blame on himself. That's Troy. That's typical Troy. But still, I think that was when things started to go south. I think the leadership is better. I'm not going to say it's good. I'm not going to say where it's where it needs to be. But I think it's better. And a lot, a, a large part of that is the Steelers have been drafting high character individuals. Going back to the fiasco that was Le'Veon Bell, the fiasco that was Martavis Bryant, the fiasco that was Antonio Brown, they have focused on players that aren't just high talent but also high character, and it has paid off. But they need to continue this evolution of the roster. They need to find ways to get these players to not just be good players but to be good leaders and that can be taught that the 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 ultimate leader is not that's something you have innately inside you not everyone has that but ultimately I look at this and say the Steelers can cultivate a a leader a leadership group that's important it can improve it absolutely can improve what about coaching the coaching staff if you ask me Mike Tomlin is the ultimate leader He is the ultimate leader. When you have players, I don't care what position they play, that they will say, I want to play for that man. 
That speaks volumes. And I know that everyone gets sick of the sound bites. Everyone gets sick of the slogans. Everyone gets sick of the mantras. I know it. But boy, does Mike Tomlin know how to motivate a team. You have to remember, if, if the Steelers lay, a, lay an egg in any game, whether it's their quote-unquote playing down to their opponents or whether it's the, the playoff losses that we've suffered in, the, in, the, in previous seasons, I don't think it was Mike Tomlin's pregame speech that had Ben Roethlisberger go out against the Browns last season and, and turn it over four times. I don't think that at all. People need to remember that Mike Tomlin's job is to get his team prepared, to get his team motivated. The preparation side of things, that's debatable. However, when it comes to the leadership side of it, I don't think that's a question at all. I don't think it's a question at all. Motivation, he is the ultimate master motivator, in my opinion. This is not about X's and O's here, people. This is not about challenge flags. This is not about time management. It is about motivation. I think he's one of the best. Some other leaders on the coaching staff, I just from the brief stint that I've heard about Adrian Clem since he was promoted from assistant offensive line coach to the offensive line coach, everyone's talking about how he is a leader in every sense of the word. But you talk about Dunbar, Mitchell, um, Austin. They have some leaders on their coaching staff for sure. Let's wrap this thing up with leadership. Talking about leadership, I think about leadership and I say, is the Steelers, from coaching staff down to players, are they good leaders? Are they good leaders? I think they are. It's improving. It's definitely improving. It's definitely improving. But we have some more important business to do. We have some more important business to tend to. Here we go. If you've been following all of our morning podcasts, you know what that sound means. It means it is time for our contest. It's the final, the final piece to the puzzle. Get your notepads ready. Get your phone out. Get that notes app on your phone out. The final player, Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw. Quarterback, Terry Bradshaw. I'm going to give you the tip again that I said earlier, and Dave Schofield said it on Thursday, and I'll reiterate it. You need to put these players in the order they were given. Take a look at things. Decipher the code. Email me. Hit me up on Twitter. I will. I, the first person to submit their answer and is correct, you got it. You are the winner of that free swag. So take a look. Go back and listen if you have to. Uh, and, and I hope that someone gets it. <laughs> I really do. When Dave Schofield, he thought up of the code. He's the one that created it. Everyone was, I was like, man, I hope that's tough enough. Maybe it's too tough. We'll find out. Let's finish this as we always do on Friday with a little heart to heart. So I didn't realize this, but, uh, uh <laughs> my colleague here at behind the steel curtain, our podcast producer, Brian Anthony Davis, he is someone that always remembers specific dates. I'm not talking about birthdays and anniversaries. He remembers these weird dates that I never would even think about remembering. And he mentioned the other day, he said, I can't believe you didn't get me an edible arrangement or a, or balloons. And of course, my response is, what are you talking about? I mean, that's pretty. That's a pretty typical response with me to Brian anyways. <laughs> but And I said, what are you talking about? He said, this was my, my one-year anniversary of produce being the podcast producer. And I was like, oh, really? And he said, yeah. I said, well, that's fantastic. Good for you. 
And it started to make me think. It was about a year ago that I decided I was going to leave behind the steel curtain to start a new venture. And no, I am not going to get into a discussion or even tell stories about my venture at that other site. You can look it up if you want to know where I went. I'm not talking about it. I'm not saying what went wrong. Obviously, after two months, I came back. I just wanted to make everyone know that that two months away was extremely difficult for a lot of reasons because I had run the Behind the Steel Curtain website and run the podcast side since I I have been, I think it was like six years and I stepped away and I thought it was really good for my career. Uh, it turns out you don't really, you don't know what you have until it's gone. And that's an age old saying, but it's true. You don't know what you have until it's gone. And I realized that I missed behind the steel curtain. I missed the, the family atmosphere, but I learned a lot at that time too. And so while I look back and I said this to Brian, I said, man, I feel like such an idiot for doing that because I had a really good setup. And it's not that, trust me, the setup is not bad now. I don't want to come off as that at all. But I I kept on thinking about it. And I was like, you know what? Even though it was a bad decision, in hindsight, I learned a lot. I learned a lot. I gained confidence in certain areas, confidence that a reputable, um, accredited website would actually seek me out and offer me a position tells me that I'm doing something right. I learned a lot about podcasting, doing things on my own, being, being more willing to do this show, this show, this let's ride podcast that you're listening to right now would not be a thing. If it weren't for me leaving last summer for two months, spring, whatever, spring, summer, same thing. So I'm so excited to be back. And I'm not going anywhere. There's a good chance I'm never going to go anywhere until they say, Jeff, we don't need you anymore or behind the steel curtains, no longer a thing until that time comes. I'm going to be here. I'm not going to make that mistake twice, but I do want to send as I always do a, a, a sense of gratitude to you, the listener, to you, the reader, to everyone out there that loves the Pittsburgh Steelers as much as we do. Because the one thing I missed the most when I was gone was that when I was gone, and you're with a site like the one I was with, you can't be a fan. You're doing this as a job. You're reporting on the team. And that was really difficult for me because the SB Nation theme is that come fan with us. And they want you to understand that you, like we, myself, Dave Schofield, Michael Beck, Brian Anthony Davis, not just podcasters but writers, Jeffrey Benedict, Kevin Smith, Shannon White, what we are – not just writers, we're fans of the team. And so we're speaking about the team that you love, and we love them the same exact way. We don't have to hide anything. That's what I love about Behind the Steel Curtain. And so I just want to say thank you for everyone that's out there listening. I I really appreciate your support. My ride or die crew has grown tremendously this offseason. The fact that it's the offseason makes me think that, my goodness, how big can this thing get next season? Because we started it last season. And it's kind of gained steam, gained momentum. And I feel like it's kept going. It's kind of snowballed. And that's tremendous. I thank you all from the bottom of my heart. And so that's it for this show. Hopefully you all get that code. I really hope someone gets it right. (laughs) I really hope that on Monday I'm able to say, and the winner is, and maybe I won't. We'll see. We'll see. But as we always finish it up here, folks, be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great weekend. Have a great Memorial Day weekend for all those in the United States. I'll be back on Monday. Have a great weekend. Go see you.
Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.